Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I'm Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. As you know, we're going through our series of devotionals um, from Greg Baker's book, 20 Biblical Truths Every Governing Authority Should Know. And today, we are going to dive into our eighth devotional, that is, place yourself at the city gates. It's a call for governing authorities to place themselves in the city gates. Greg, to start our time, would you mind just giving us a description of what is the city gate? Yeah, well, that's a, it's a great question because city gates are all over the Bible. And if you study ancient history, they're throughout ancient history. But it's not a term we at all use today. Mm-hmm. First off, our, our cities don't even have walls anymore, so why would there be a city gate? Mm-hmm. So what's important to understand is what purposes do the city gates provide? Mm-hmm. Well, at the time of um, ancient cities, the city gates were actually massive courtyards. Mm-hmm. So there would be often three gates to get into the city itself. And these courtyards, when you put all of them together, they'd be the size of a football field. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a very massive place to gather. I was actually very blessed to be able to go to the city of Dan, Israel, several years ago and see one. I've never, And it was shockingly very well intact. So you get to see this massive ancient city wall that went around the city of Dan, but then there's one gate well put together that you see first this its size and its opening, but then also the other gates that correspond with it. And what would happen during the ancient days when the city was open for business, they would open these gates wide open, and these courtyards would just be packed with people. Mm-hmm. And then during the night, they closed them. But during the day, if I wanted to meet up with a family member, I would go to the city gates. Maybe if I needed to meet with a family member that's from a different town, they would meet me at the city gates. If I wanted to do some business trade with people from another community, I'd meet them at the city gates. If I wanted to discuss just any sort of business or news or anything with someone going on in town, I met with the city gate. If I wanted to get caught up on the latest gossip, (laughs) I went to the city gate. And if I wanted to bring a grievance to the king... I met the king at the city gate. And the king often had a chair at the city gate that they would sit for certain periods of the day Mm -hmm. just to be there, to be well-connected with what was going on with the people. The city gate was our modern-day coffee shop. Mm -hmm. It's our modern-day Capitol buildings. The city gate, like I grew up in a small town. If you wanted to see where everybody was at, you went up to the local Hardee's up the road. Mm -hmm. And all the farmers were there gathering, sharing the latest gossip what was happening. Or you went to the haircut place and you'd wait in the haircut place and you hear the latest gossip. Mm -hmm. All these things took place at the city gates. So when we think about them, yes, we think about that defensive nature they provided, but there's so much more. They're the area of commerce and really just society is the epicenter of society. Mm. That's so good, Greg. And Greg, you use a a passage uh, from the scriptures often to talk about Absalom and David. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the importance of the city gate 
through that story of David and his son Absalom. Yeah, so David obviously had a special relationship with the people. Mm -hmm. David was a really good king. But there's some major blips in David's story. One of the biggest is with King Absalom. Mm -hmm. Not the biggest, Bathsheba would be the biggest, I'd say. But this is a big one. Mm -hmm. David lost his throne to his son. And Absalom did it by winning the hearts of the people. Mm -hmm. And you think about how much David had their hearts, how much of an achievement this was. Well, the scriptures tells us that Absalom would regularly gather at the city gates of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. meeting with the people, sowing seeds of doubt mm -hmm. on King David, and sowing seeds of doubt on the government, and creating a culture of complaining, mm -hmm. a culture of discontentment. So there's two ways we look at this. One is, what was Absalom doing? Well... Absalom was looking out for himself, not the people. Mm -hmm. He was convincing the people his dad wasn't looking out for him so that they would believe he would. Mm -hmm. Absalom wanted to be king. That, that was his goal. And he was still in the hearts of the people. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to you, my father won't. But here's the other problem. Absalom was telling some truth. Mm -hmm. Where was David? All these times his son was gathering at the gates, earning the hearts of his people. Where was David in rebuking Absalom? Where was David in earning the hearts of his own people? Where was David at the city gate? Mm -hmm. He wasn't there. And the people recognized that, and they thought, maybe David doesn't care. And they gave their hearts to Absalom, so much so that David had to flee the city because mm. Absalom had won their hearts, and they wanted Absalom mm. as king. That's great, Greg. I think... This story of King David and Absalom gives us an insight of how important it is for the king to be at the city gate. But you talk about the hearts, uh, the importance of being with the people to know their hearts and win their hearts. Can you explain a little bit more of why it's important for a king to be in the city gate, meaning being involved in the affairs of the community, being listening to the community, learning about the heart of the people? Why is it important for a king or translated to our days, our governing authorities today, to be at the city gates. You have to have the hearts of those you're shepherding. If a father doesn't have the heart of his kids and his wife, he's only going to be able to shepherd his family so far. People aren't robots designed to be programmed and directed somewhere. They need to know that they're loved. If a pastor doesn't have the heart of his church, he can't steer his church. The same is true of the governing authority. Same is true of the king. King doesn't have the hearts of the people. They can't guide them. Mm -hmm. And at some point, at the end of the day, we all, all government leaders rule at the consent of the governed. And we see some of the most egregious times in history that even that government authority lost the heart of the people so much that they're overthrown. We think of um, more modern day times, the, the loss of the Romanovs. The czars themselves ruled a thousand years in Russia. Mm -hmm. One royal family, the Romanovs, ruled over 300 years of those thousand years. But how did it end? 
Mm. Well, it ended through them losing the hearts of the people and the people rebelling. That's mm. how most of the monarchies in Europe ended. The Kaiser lost the hearts of his people in Germany. It was overthrown. There's no Kaiser in Germany today. There's no Tsar in Russia today. Anyone that is being shepherded, the shepherd must in their hearts. And there's times that the shepherd's doing good and the people won't give them their hearts. We see that with Moses. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, the Israelite people, no matter how much Moses laid down his life, they would not give him his hearts. Mm. But that's not what was happening here with David. David wasn't even trying to earn their hearts. Mm -hmm. We know Moses was. Moses was readily available day after day. And how do we know how available he was? He was so available that Jethro rebuked him mm -hmm. for being so available. Jethro said, some of these cases need to be given to others. You need to divide your work. Mm -hmm. Meaning Moses, no matter how big or small it was, he was willing to hear it. Mm -hmm. Moses wanted the heart of the people. He just needed to live it in balance. Mm -hmm. And that is what every government authority must do. They must live a life in balance that pursues the heart of their people. Mm -hmm. And David must have really struggled in this area because we also know he didn't have the heart of his sons either. Mm -hmm. So David, as good of a king as he was, had a hard time pursuing and loving, mm -hmm. though he loved God so well. Mm-hmm. Yes, Greg. I mean, Greg, um, when we think about our governing authorities today, um, there is so much uh, division in our culture on um, just ideologies and debates and the culture war. What does it look like today for a governing authority, a shepherd, a minister of God in government, to be connected to the city gate? What does that look like? What are some of the obstacles that they face today that perhaps they would need to? Um, overcome those or work through those obstacles so they can actually be at the city gate listening to the whole people, to the people that they govern, not maybe just a group of people or another group, but what are some challenges you see? What are some practical ways that they can uh, do that today? First, we need to establish what is the city gate today. Mm -hmm. City gate today is first off capital buildings. Every state has a capital. Every city has a City Hall, every county's got a courthouse. These are the modern-day places that you go to approach the modern-day kings to seek an audience with them. So a big obstacle they face today in these city gates is, depending where you're from, there could be a lot of people. So the president of China, it's 2 billion people. President of the United States, you're approaching 400 million. Governor of California, 39 million. So what do, what do you do? Well, you need to be accessible to some. You can't look at it and say, this is too unachievable, so I'm not going to be accessible. No, you need to be accessible. You need to show that you're accessible. As the people see you taking attempts to meet with them, they will see that you have a heart to be with them. Mm -hmm. And another part is go to the communities itself. Go to the other city gates. Go to the gates of commerce. Go to the places of um, worship. Go to the places where people are gathering. Be right there with them. Mm 
mm-hmm. amongst them. Mm-hmm. Our, our tendency is to withdraw ourselves. And if you're a shepherd that is withdrawn, you're a shepherd that's going to lose their sheep. Mm-hmm. When a dad gets home from a long day from work, what does he want to do? He wants to take a break. Mm-hmm. But what does this family need him to do? They need him to be on. The second he walks in that door, his wife needs him to pursue her, mm-hmm. and the children need them him to pursue them. The same thing is true of the monarch. You get done with a big day at work, you get big done with, them. I mean, just major legislation being the legislator. Mm-hmm. When you go home, you need to be on. Mm-hmm. And we see that. Legislators will go serve in Washington, D.C. or at their state capitol buildings. But then they go home. They're marching in parades. Mm-hmm. They're going to different dinners. Like they're making themselves available to the people. Mm-hmm. And there's two ditches you can fall into this one. One is you can make yourself so available that you lose everything else. Too many shepherds lose their families. Mm-hmm. We see this in the church we see this in the family, and we see it in government. Too many shepherds lose their families. They were unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Moses is the other side of this. We mentioned him earlier. He lived his life so out of balance, he's losing everything. Mm-hmm. you got to have boundaries because you are still a father. You're still a husband. You're still a member of a church. Mm-hmm. you got to make sure those things are in check. But the other ditch is I'm so withdrawn that people don't know me. Mm-hmm. I'm inaccessible. Well, that was ultimately a shepherd that will lose the confidence of the people. In the United States of America, since there's votes, you'll possibly lose re-election. Mm-hmm. Now, losing the hearts of the people isn't the only reason to lose re-election, but the example that we're talking about right now, it certainly is. And a government leader that doesn't pursue the hearts of the people is a government leader you probably don't want to lead the people. Because the idea of leadership in the Bible is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you sacrificing for if you're not pursuing them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very good, Greg. Greg, thank you so much for going over one of other your, of your devotionals. Um, this this is a great book. I would recommend you to look up on Amazon. Uh, Twenty Truth Every Governing Authority Should Know. The heart of uh, this book is really to help um, our governing authorities see um, who they are uh, in Christ. How does the Bible speaks about them as shepherds and in uh, truth that can um, equip them for their work. And today we talked about the city gate. And next week we will dive into how wisdom is from the Lord and how God's law is not simply about right and wrong, but it is about life and death. So I would encourage you to stay tuned with us. Uh, Continue to join us for the next episodes. And if you want to share this with friends or your own governing authorities, feel free to do so. Um, We're glad that you're joining us for this. Thank you. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.